Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Alan Scad is Professor Emeritus, International History at the London School of Economics. He's a supporter of Brexit and Boris Johnson, world authority on the Habsburg Empire. His book is Metternich and Austria, an evaluation. Alan, great to speak with you. Uh, I suspect you're thrilled, no doubt, at the outcome uh, and and Johnson's win. But what about, there's almost the what about question. What about the state of unity uh, in, in the UK now? Is Scotland about to go to political war with England after the SNP's virtual sweep? What are you facing in England, in the UK? Um, well, of course, I'm very happy with the results. And um, it's a brilliant personal victory for Boris Johnson. Um, we can now get Brexit done and we'll be out of the European Union uh, at the latest on the 31st of January. Um, Scotland uh, gave uh, an overwhelming endorsement to the SNP, but not as big as it did in the general election of 2015. Uh, the SNP has been at war with London ever since it lost uh, the 2014 referendum, which is, is always seeking to replay and uh, hopes to win a second time round. Uh, but the latest opinion poll in Scotland shows that the population splits 56 to 44 percent in favor of staying in the United Kingdom. So I don't think Boris will pay much attention to Sturgeon. In fact, one of his first acts as prime minister after this election was to phone up Nicola Sturgeon and to tell her she wasn't going to get a second referendum, which didn't please her. So does Scotland have any any constitutional, excuse me, options uh, with, with maybe the Supreme Court in the UK? No, the, the 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 legislation is quite clear that in order for a referendum to be held under the devolution uh, laws, uh, the British Parliament at Westminster must approve it. So um, that's not going to happen. Was the election really about Brexit, or was it about Jeremy Corbyn and the Labour Party? And and well, and, it was and about both. I mean, it was primarily about getting Brexit done. But of course, um, one reason why Corbyn was so unpopular was that uh, he was blocking getting Brexit done because of the remarkably stupid policy of the Labour Party. Um, but he himself, of course, is a, a anti-Semite. He's an extremist. He's a friend of every sort of terrorist or anti-Western organisation on the planet. Uh, he was widely condemned as a secure, national security risk by the former intelligence chiefs and army chiefs in Britain. And had he been elected, I don't think America, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and other of our partners in the Western uh, intelligence world would have had anything to do with him. How do you see the relationship between the UK, out of the EU, 
and and Canada, for example, because we have we all have trade arrangements, trade agreements, and what do you see developing? Well, um, the first thing that Boris has to do after the withdrawal bill goes through on the 31st of January and we're out uh, is to negotiate or try to negotiate some kind of free trade deal with the EU. Now, the EU is making it clear that um, it would like, under the terms of that free trade deal, to tie us as closely as possible to EU tariffs and uh, regulations. Uh, And we still have to see how uh, determined Boris is to resist that. Whether he'll, for quiet life, he could just go along with it, it would mean there'd be no changes, really. But if he wants to give Britain the freedom of action to change regulations and to change tariffs, then, of course, uh, that would leave uh, negotiations with the EU uh, very fragile. It might mean that we would not get a deal. There would be no deal at the end of the year, which is the deadline or the initial deadline. Uh, But that would leave us much freer uh, to do trade deals with the United States, and Trump is offering a huge, massive trade deal with us, uh, or Canada or anywhere else. Uh, Crystal ball time. Is the UK departing Brexit going to spur more current members of the EU to defect, say, within the next five years? Well, it partly depends on what happens. If the British economy uh, grows and grows faster than the EU economy, which has been doing, actually, over the last number of years, despite Brexit, uh, if, uh, you know, the the Brexit is seen as a success uh, and the EU is still in semi-recession and uh, with loads of political problems, then yes, that, that's, that, that is a possibility. Uh, remember, Macron, when he was last in Britain, was asked on TV, what would the French do if they were ha- ha- given a referendum? And he said they'd all vote to leave, but he said he wasn't giving one to them. And I was talking to an academic from Germany just last night who said the Germans were very sad at Britain leaving, uh, but they also feared it might be uh, might, we, we might form an example for other countries in the EU to follow. So, yes, that's a possibility. I've, uh, I've been reading, um, over the last couple of years anyway, occasionally there have been pieces, that if uh, the UK leaves Brexit, and clearly there, or leaves uh, the EU and, and moves forward with Brexit, and clearly that's going to happen, that that could then pave the way for the old European enmities or the, uh, the, uh, the old tribal warfares to start again. And we've already had Macron uh, of France and Merkel of Germany barking at one another over what Macron had to say about NATO being brain dead. Is there any likelihood, possibility, that you could have the old uh, antagonisms resurface in Europe? Well, I mean, there are differences of opinion between the various member states of the EU already. I mean, whether Britain's in it or whether they're all in the European Union. Um, there are obviously wide differences of opinion between Eastern Europe, Southern Europe, between France and Germany, uh, which could break up the European Union. Um, the, you must remember, European unity is very, very unnatural in European history. Europe is a state system, it's not a state. And the, this idea that you can make it into some kind of federal state uh, is, in my view, unhistorical, unnatural, and almost utopian. So it's not just the old tribal uh, 
rivalries. We must remember that in the past it was really European empires against people struggling to uh, have national freedom that caused war in Europe. But, you know, these states are competitive, they speak different languages, they have different national cultures, uh, they have a history of uh, being at war with each other several times in the past. Uh, it's, uh, and, you know, if they want to run their own affairs, I mean, being run by a, an unaccountable bureaucracy in Brussels is something which causes a great deal of friction. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you and I have been talking about this development on Thursday for several years now, and it was always a question of how the British people would decide about uh, at election time. Eventually, there would be a Brexit election. We've had it. And Mr. Johnson's going to go forward, and Britain's going to be out of the uh, out of the EU. Alan, I've always enjoyed speaking with you, and I'm sure we'll have many more opportunities. Thanks for the time today. No, thank you for asking me. Professor Alan Sked from the London School of Economics, Professor Emeritus at the London School of Economics. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.